All right, folks, welcome to the Grab the Map podcast, where we don't just look at it, we grab the map. I am super excited today. Uh, for those of you on YouTube, you could probably see it on my face right at the beginning of this interview. Uh, Bigger Pockets is in the house. Henry yeah. Washington is in the house, and we're going to get to have a conversation today about real estate and investing and getting started. Um, Henry, you there? I'm here, buddy. I'm here. Man, so glad to have you on here. Uh, man, it's exciting to to get to this. I've never quite had an interview that I've anticipated as much as this one. So uh, oh, ho- ho- I bet ho- you say that to all your guests. <laughs> Hopefully it, it meets my expectations. My <laughs> Oh, pressure. We put pressure on. All right, let's we'll do put, it. We'll put pressure, man. But I met you actually um, uh, at the request of one of your students, right? In your coaching program, people that you're helping to level up their real estate business. And then I started kind of just like absorbing all of your content, you know, following you on Instagram. You got Instagram. What's your handle on Instagram? I'm at the Henry Washington. At the Henry Washington. So I started following you there and then saw your website. You had a bus tour that you did. And I was like, yeah, okay, I got to get close to this guy because he's doing the stuff that I, I'm doing and I need to know him. And he's on bigger pockets. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just jump into it. Maybe you tell us a little bit about um, how you got into real estate and uh, your story, how, how, you know, how you got into the, the business. Yeah, man. Um, uh, once again, man, I appreciate you you asking me to be here. Happy to be here. I've enjoyed watching you and your success as well. Um, so thank you. Um, so real estate for me started late 2017. Um, I found it, I, you know, the story goes, I found it after I had a panic attack. Um, to make a really long story short, I um, did all the things they tell you to do in life you know, got good grades, went to college, got a degree, got a job, made good money. And then I got married. And <clears throat> what I learned after I got married was that I still wasn't making enough income to produce the quality of life that I felt like my new wife at the time deserved. Um, I wasn't able to help us buy our first house. Um, I wasn't able to, you know, go on vacations or you know, really do anything, you know, it, they call it a, you know, you made it when you can buy four tires at the same time. Right. Like, I could, I could, I wasn't at a place where I could buy four tires at the same time. Um, and so, um, I had a panic attack after a conversation with my, my wife about our goals and our future and the things we wanted to do, the places we wanted to go and, um, woke up just sweating and losing it. Cause, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to fix the problem. I didn't know how to give her the life she deserved. And so uh, I just started Googling how I could make extra money because I figured if I made some extra money, that would be a good start. And that's how I found out about bigger pockets and real estate as an investment and that it was actually possible. Like I just never knew it was possible for somebody like me. I just thought only rich people and corporations owned real estate and the regular people just really didn't pay much attention to it. Turns out that's absolutely not the case. Once I learned that through this Google search at three in the morning, I just was like, all right, well, I have to do something. And this seems super interesting. So I'm just going to go figure out how to be good at it. And like, I just made a decision that I was going to figure it out. I had no idea how I had bad credit. I had a thousand dollars to my name in a savings account. Um, and I just was like, I'm going to figure it out. If all these other people have figured it out that like, I have to be able to figure it out too. It can't be something that that's that far fetched that all these other folks seem to be able to do it. And I wouldn't be able to. So 
that led me down a path of trying to figure it all out. And so the only thing I could think to do was to go find people who were doing it locally in my market. That led me to real estate investor meetups. And I just religiously went to meetups. Like I didn't know what else to do to learn other than listen to podcasts and read books. So I just went to every meetup I could find every single meetup, every single time. Like I was just consistently in the room and that helped me build relationships and understand how people were actually doing it. Like in my market that made it seem more reasonable. And then, um, gosh, man, I also just started telling everybody that I was an investor and, um, that, that, that little, those two little steps led me to my first deal. Um, you know, a buddy heard I was buying houses because I would just tell everybody, like, that's how I introduced myself, even though I had never done a deal. I would just, people would say, you know, hey, who are you? And I'd say, oh, I'm Henry. I'm a real estate investor. And I, you know, do software and data analytics for Walmart because that was my day job. So that was just my little, like, mental way of putting myself in an investor's shoes and trying to get the universe to bring me the things that it brings other investors. And uh, it did. That's how I got my first deal. And uh, uh, so I ended up, the whole process of buying my first deal was kind of a circus act. I uh, I got it under contract because uh, my friend said, I need to sell it in 30 days and I'll sell it to you for 115,000, even though it's worth like 150 to 160. He was like, I just need this amount of money if you can buy it in 30 days. And so I was like, yeah, of course I can buy it in 30 days. I had no idea how to buy a house. Like I didn't know anything. I literally had to Google, how do I buy a house without a real estate agent? And like, it told me to download a con or to sign a contract. And so I literally downloaded a contract and we signed this contract and I didn't know what I was doing. Um, I just knew I was going to do it. And um, I just went through this process of like solving each problem that was in front of me as it was in front of me and not really worrying about what the next problem might be. So we put the house under contract. We, I then had to go find some money. So I went to a bank and the bank that I chose, I chose it because it was across the street from my work. And that's just the criteria that I used to select my bank. Mm -hmm. It's close to office. And so I went in there with a contract signed in my hand and said, uh, I want to buy this house. Is there someone that can help me? <laughs> and the loan officer saw the contract and was like, man, this is a really good deal. We'd be glad to help you as long as you can put 15% down. And I was like, oh yeah, I can do that. I didn't have that either. So <laughs> I then went to uh, back to the real estate investor meetups and started talking to other investors that I'd been building relationships with and asking them how the heck I can find the money to close on this. And they, they talked to me about all these different products and things you could do. And then we ended up landing on a 401k loan, which I then had to borrow that 401k loan money from my wife's 401k because I didn't have one. And then we bought that house and it, and then right after we bought the house, the bank that we use was so glad that we brought them such a great deal that they called and said, you've got equity. We want to give you a line of credit on that equity so you can go buy more houses and bring us more deals like this. And uh, so all of a sudden I had my very first rental property. I had it cash flowing and I had access to about $25,000 to go do another deal. And all this was about 90 days after I had that panic attack. So it was, uh, it was eye opening for me to say the least. You got to it. You got to it. And I think people listening to this probably are understanding why I got so excited about getting the interview, right? I get, I get like goosebumps just thinking about this process. But what I also didn't, didn't realize is that you're going to like give people a step-by-step -step pathway to get mm -hmm. into real estate, right? And right. not a not a pathway that's like five years from now or 10 years from now or 
if you had stayed at your job 30 years from now, right? But a pathway that gets you started in 90 days. So, you know, maybe like take us back a little bit to your job at at Walmart, I think you said, as a software data analytics person. Like, how do you think that experience prepared you for what you're doing in real estate investing? Um, I mean, it prepared me from the perspective of understanding how to be professional and um, approach people in a professional manner. You know, I was always having to, you know, run numbers and make the data tell a story and then get in front of people and tell them why the numbers are saying what they're saying. And so that that took some level of like preparation trust in the numbers and then being able to you know speak in front of people in a way that uh, makes sense and so I think that prepared me for like being able to go to banks like I did right I didn't I didn't really have a giant fear of walking into that bank and asking for help because I think I was just accustomed to talking to people who I needed to collaborate with from a work perspective. Now, I didn't necessarily present myself correctly the first time. Uh, That's just because I'd never dealt with banks before, but I learned how to, after that, I learned what makes them uh, want to do business with you. I learned kind of what makes them think you are set apart from everybody else who wants to do business with them. And so, um, yeah, I think um, I got a lot of those skills from the work, uh, from the work, Uh, side of my life and then I think I also learned like I was in data analytics so you know it was about the numbers say what the numbers say like you may feel a certain way about how the business is running or why the business is running the way it is but the data is the data like it tells you a story and that's what it is and so real estate is, is very similar right like we may emotionally want to buy a house or a property um and the numbers are what they say. They're either going to tell you it's a good deal or they're going to tell you it's not a good deal. And you've got to learn to either ignore your emotions or get over them and buy something or not based on the facts and the data and not just the emotion you feel for wanting to buy that property. So that 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 also relates very, very closely. Absolutely. Absolutely. I also can imagine that you know, the stability of your job, having had that experience was helpful when you walked into that bank for the first time. Oh man, yeah, man. I, I, uh, my, my job was my first investor in my business. If you, if you, you know, yeah. want to want to put it in a way that, because you're right, uh, I was able to be bankable, and extremely bankable, to the banks because I had that job. Even though after I built a portfolio, was generating lots of cash flow, was flipping houses and generating lots of income that way, like they didn't care about that. They cared about I had that nine to five consistent yeah. paycheck. That's what they were concerned about. And so, man, I, I kept my day job as long as as long as I could. I kept my day job well after I could have left it because it kept me bankable and it made buying more property easier, which helped me to scale faster. I literally didn't quit until it cost me money to keep working. Absolutely. I know a lot of people like they're thinking about quitting their day job. That's their goal, right? A lot of people mm-hmm. are thinking about going out on their own. But in the beginning, that W-2 can be that first uh, investment, right? That can be that yeah. first opportunity and edge in and it gives you credibility. I know that when I walked into a community bank, similar story, 
right? When I walked in, I know that it was me telling the banker, hey, I want to do this. This is what I'm going to do. You know, I even know this person, he banks with you, but it wasn't until I said, oh, I work at Ole Miss that he was like, oh, really? Real job. Mm. He said, a real job. Right. I'm like, yeah. I <laughs> and then it was like, okay, well, let's sit down. Let's talk about this deal. Uh, so, you know, keep your day job. Give yourself some some room. Give yourself some runway um, to build some credibility, build a track record. That's that's great. Um, so I like to skip forward now and ask, like, how has real estate benefited your life? I mean, you've don't, you're doing some things that I could only imagine to be able to do at some point. Uh, I can see it from the outside, right? But I, I'm interested in hearing from your perspective, how has real estate benefited your life so far? Yeah, man, real estate has changed almost every aspect of my life. Um, you know, I, what I like about real estate is it's the business of leaving things better than you found it, right? We're involved in improving properties, improving communities, improving people, solving problems, Um and so I love that what I'm doing uh, has an impact on my community and has an impact on the people that I'm face to face with on a daily basis. Um, but th the best part about real estate for me is it allows me to be who I'm called to be and not who I have to be to make money. So I get to I get to honor the promise um and that promise is after I did that first deal I was 90 days before that I had a panic attack then all of a sudden I had a cash flowing asset I knew it was it was not only going to solve the problem of me being able to take care of my wife and my new family um but it was also going to allow us to build generational wealth um, which wasn't something that I was thinking about when I was trying to figure out how to go down this path. Like it was so much more than I anticipated. And I found it just 90 days after that panic attack. And so after I did that first deal, I had this overwhelming sense of responsibility. Like I knew immediately that God didn't lead me to real estate so that I could solve my problem of being able to financially take care of my family. I knew that I was taken to real estate so that I could help other people figure out how they can improve their lives and improve their communities and improve the people's lives around them. Like I knew it wasn't for me. Like I knew almost immediately, like there was no way that I went from panic attack to uh life-changing uh, real estate deal in 90 days. And it just be for me. And so I, I made a promise at that point that I was going to share this with as many people as possible. Cause I felt like that was why I found it. And so for me, real estate pays the bills and takes care of the the financial aspects of my life so that I can be who I'm called to be so that I can help people build wealth through real estate educate people on building wealth through real estate and then continue to leave an impact on my community through the real estate deals that I do in my real estate side of the business and so um that 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 to me is is what it's all about man that's the best yeah. answer we've ever heard on the podcast Best, best answer ever, right? Like I, I love the 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 concept of time freedom, but also like just mission freedom, like being free to accomplish your purpose in the world. Um, I know for me, similar to you, like there was this moment when I was going to work and 
the paycheck that I was getting was like, okay, what would I do with this extra 40 hours a week if it yeah. was like all devoted to investing in real estate and helping um, grow a portfolio? So that, that I remember the check that I saw that I was like, mm, something's not right here. <laughs> the math ain't math. The math ain't math. And it was a big deal for me because people call me doctor, right? So I'm like, ooh, I, I, I went to school a long time for this. <laughs> and <laughs> then it was like, well, what are the my favorite things apart? What are, what are the favorite things that I, I like about, you know, a professorship or education? Why can't I do those same things as... Mm -hmm you know, somebody who's investing, right? Why couldn't I still educate? Why couldn't I still help people and inspire people in that way? So I think another thing uh, I want to know about, about your deals, let's, let's just get into a couple of deals. Can you walk us through your decision-making process when it comes to a real estate deal? Yeah, man. Uh, decision-making process on real estate deals is pretty easy for me. So my general strategy with investing is I am relentlessly consistent about marketing for deals. So I am always marketing and looking for deals. I buy everything that's a deal. I keep the multis and I sell the singles. So that's my general strategy. That's the, the blueprint I like to typically stick to. So when I have a lead, if it's a multifamily lead, I'm typically looking for uh, one to like the sweet spot for me is like between two and four hundred dollars net cash flow per door. If it's gonna net that um, after and I budget, I'm heavy budgeting on my expenses. Like I over budget on expenses, um, mm -hmm. just to give me the cushion to make sure I'm buying the, a good deal. Um, so um, that's typically what I'm looking for out of the the rentals, and then uh, ten percent cash on cash return. As far as the flips, for me, I'm very simple with my flips. I just want to be able to buy it. Like I back into everything. So as soon as a flip comes across my desk, you know, I'll give you the numbers on what I'm doing right now. This came across my desk. Um, it was a lead. ARV is 300, maybe 325, right? Okay. Um, uh, I knew they wanted about 140. 130 to 150 was the price range they were in. And I saw that it needed about 40 grand, maybe 50 grand in renovation. So that leaves me, you know, over a hundred thousand dollars in net profit. I'm going to buy that all day long. Right. Um, even in a market like this, where values are declining in some areas of the country, there's enough cushion there. Because if you pay attention to metrics, which is what you should be doing in a market like this, right? Mm -hmm. You shouldn't just buy all willy-nilly like you could a year ago, right? So in my market, we're seeing in anywhere between a, a 10 to 15% drop uh, list price to sale price. And so I just take my numbers now and I say, all right, if the ARV is... 300 will subtract 15%. That's going to be my ARV when I'm actually done with the renovation. And if the number still makes sense, then I'm buying it. So that's typically all we're doing is backing into everything. So I, so basically I take my ARV, I subtract my purchase price, I subtract my renovation numbers, I subtract my realtor fees and closing costs, and then I subtract what I want to make as a profit. And if I'm buying it for that number, I'm good, period. That's it. Yeah. I mean, that's a great way to do it. You know, it's a, uh... 
I, I hear the formula, uh, 70% of the yeah. ARB minus repairs all the time. Yeah. Uh, that's a little tricky these days, but what I hear yeah. you doing also is you're being conservative with your numbers. Um, you're yeah. being conservative with your ARV. You're being conservative with your repairs. Yeah. Uh, and you're buying right, right? And I also like the fact that you're you're thinking about the end before you get into the trenches, right? So many people, yeah. I think, think about uh, how much profit they can make without thinking about, okay, well, what if this doesn't go according to plan, right? What if interest yeah. rates go up? What if, you know, sellers are a little bit more picky? And that's the market that we're, yeah. we're in right now. That's why I like backing into the numbers like that. Because if you notice, I said, I take my ARV, and then I subtract my realtor fees and closing costs. I subtract my repairs. And then I subtract the profit that I want to make. I didn't say I subtract an exact number of profit, Absolutely. right? Because that profit that I want to make is going to adjust from deal to deal. It's going to adjust based on the market and what's going on, right? Like if I got, if I, if it's a large renovation, that profit that I want to make He's probably is going to be higher, right? I'm going to want to, if I'm going to do a big old deal, I want to, and, and take a bunch of time, I want to make a bigger profit. If I'm going to do a smaller deal, that profit can be, uh, or, or quicker rental, that profit can be lower, right? Or if interest rates are eating into your, pro like all these factors can adjust based on the profit that I want to make and what I'm willing to take on risk-wise uh, to do a, to do a deal. So that's why I like backing into it. 70% rule is like a rule of thumb. It's cool. Like it's a great way to like measure if you think a prospect is interested in selling at a discount, like I'll use it for that. Like if I'm having an initial conversation and I'm throwing numbers out there or they're throwing numbers out there and that number typically seems to be about 70%, that that to me, that seems like a good lead, but that's about all I really use a 70% rule for. Yeah, that's great. All right, walk us through, um, let's, 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 let's little skip around a little bit. Why don't, why don't you, you've mentioned, you've mentioned your wife several times, right? You've mentioned that she, uh, you're, you're one of, she's one of your whys, right? You've mentioned that she mm -hmm. is part of the reason why you are wanting to provide a better life for her and wanting to get into real estate investing. For, like, I would, I would like to, for the record, say that what John said there was, she is one of my whys, because mm -hmm. it almost sounded like you said she is one of my wives and uh, <laughs> she's probably going to listen to this. And I want to make sure that we're all clear that that's not what so. I know the real Henry, y'all. I know the real. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, but no, no, like maybe talk to us about like your relationship with her and the communication necessary uh, between the two of you as you got into this, because I imagine that it it it, it changed. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Uh, man, uh, a good marriage is a cheat code to building wealth. Um, being on the same page financially uh, is man, it's going to help you so much um, because entrepreneurship is a roller coaster, right? Um, you know, the, the part that's difficult to express to people on social media in like a 15 second video is the difficulty of this real estate investment journey. Like the cool part about real estate investing is that the highs are really high, right? Yeah. You, you close a deal, you make a lot of money, you're keeping a rental, you're building wealth, you're getting equity appreciation. Like these are really high highs. The, the, the difficult part to explain is there's a whole lot of lows in between each one of those highs. Like this is a business that is difficult, frustrating, annoying, upsetting, uh, infuriating, um, you know, 
all the adjectives you can think of that are not your favorite, you're going to experience in this business. Yes, contractors can run off of your money. Yes, tenants can do damage to your properties. Yes, people sometimes won't pay rent. Yes, it's sometimes going to be difficult for you to find a deal. Yes, you're going to spend money on marketing and it may not yield you any results. Like all of these things are frustrating. And uh, it's really why a lot of people quit. And um, if you're going to go on this roller coaster ride um, and you're not going to have the support of your significant other, it's going to make it that much more difficult to stay on the ride it's going to make it more because when I have a rough day, when I am struggling and, uh, you know, things aren't going my way, I never have to worry about coming home and my wife saying, well, you shouldn't be doing that stuff anyway, or not having my back or supporting me or understanding what I'm going through. Cause we're really in this, we're in this journey together. And so, um, if you've got to deal with that on top of the roller coaster, it's going to make it extremely difficult for you to stick it out. I'm not saying it can't be done. I'm just saying it's going to make it difficult. So having that support from your spouse is truly a cheat code to building wealth. Cause um, you know, if I come home after things not going well, I never have to worry about her going, well, you screwed up our finances again, or right. Like it's um, uh, it means a lot. And so kind of part of the way that we got there, was we went on the journey together in the beginning. When I had that panic attack, I woke up that next morning and I said, hey, uh, I think we should be real estate investors. And she said, okay, well, what's that mean? And so we went down the path together. We read Rich Dad, Poor Dad together. And I don't mean like we sat down at the same time and we read it out loud to each other. Like I did an audio book, she did the physical book. We would, But then we were able to talk about what we were learning and digesting through it. You know, we read The Richest Man in Babylon together. We listened to different real estate podcasts. We were all learning at the same time, which made it easier for us to have conversations about it, to understand what sacrifices we were going to have to make when the time came. Like it wasn't like one of us was going down the journey and then having to convince the other of all these difficult things we we're going to have to do. And so I think that really helped the process. That that definitely helps a lot. I know that for my wife, what really helped, and you've talked about this some, is that I also started to to get educated, right? So I saw like I saw the podcast and the YouTube channels and she saw the amount of time that I was spending absorbing content. You also mentioned um, going to RIA meetings and meetups and really seeking out mentoring, right? From other investors in the business, in your market. Um, I know that that was a big thing for my life was like seeing the amount of time that I was willing to invest in learning uh, she didn't participate. She still doesn't participate. I don't even think she knows half of what goes on now. Um, but her seeing that commitment, I remember craziest story. One Sunday morning, us driving to church, and they invented these AirPods, which which can be good and bad. But I I had one in my ear listening to a podcast on real estate investing. Probably was bigger pockets or something. And I was into it. I was into it, and she was into her conversation that she was having with me as well. <laughs> and I'm sitting here shaking my head to her like I'm listening to her, but I'm really listening to bigger pockets. And you can imagine how 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 what what happened when she found out there was <laughs> in my ear. But when she saw that type of commitment right to the learning, the process, it just builds so much buy in because then they know, you know, our spouses know that we are doing this in a responsible way. And I, right. I have a lot of people who ask me, well, how do I get my spouse involved? How do I get my spouse on board? Like, I love the idea of bringing them along with you for the education like you did, right? Or or just 
making sure that you prove yourself to them along the way um, yeah. is, is, is very, very important. I, man, this is great. I, I love the conversation with you today. Um, I think I got one or two more questions that just pop into my brain. But before I, before I do that, let's just summarize. Like you've had some step-by-step -step stuff today. Um, you know, Henry had a good job. <laughs> um, he had a good job. You know, you'll see the similarities with my story. I had a great job, right? I'm not one of those people who didn't have a good job, but like I wasn't paying for vacations, like right. definitely not multiple vacations, definitely not a vacation <laughs> if there wasn't a credit card involved, right? right? Um, down payment for my first house, not possible, right? Similar to Henry's story here. Uh, four tires at the, the same time. I still have never done that, right? And I still am a real estate investor. <laughs> but I can, I can do it now. But uh, four tires at the same time, you're right. That's that's a consideration, even with a good job. But resourceful guy, Henry, uh, got on Google, uh, searched Google. Uh, you know, I love it. Like started to listen to podcasts. Um, and got around other people that were doing this, which I think is so important, the real estate investor meetups, um, and then believed that he was an investor before he ever bought his first house, right? Started telling people that he was an investor, telling everybody he knew, telling everybody what he was doing, got out of his comfort zone, right? His wife mm -hmm. even got out of her comfort zone and uh, went into a 401k loan, right? Just like, yeah. how uncomfortable is that when you're used to uh, building that up and thinking that's my nest egg, right? That's my safety net. Um, I love the story, the experience. Um, I love your clear criteria for the deals that you look at. Um, those are just so fantastic. Um, why don't you just talk, talk to us about um, your long-term goals in, in real estate? Where are you headed next? Yeah, man. Um, you know, I don't I don't have aspirations of having some like giant house flipping operation, wholesale operation. Um, I love what I'm doing. I love the impact that I have on my community. I st I still do all my own acquisitions. I get belly to belly with sellers and help them and solve problems. And sometimes solving those problems or helping them has absolutely nothing to do with me buying their house. And uh, I love that too. And so uh, my goals are similar. Like I'm like every year we look to like add about anywhere between 10 to 15 doors. And we add and we try to do about 10 to 15 flips. That's kind of the sweet spot. Um, I don't know that I want to grow much past that because if I do, then I have to build a build a team to go do all those things. And at that point, it's it's more being the CEO of a company and running a business, which is great if that's what you want to do. But I just more want to get out there and, and do this work, some of this work myself and help sellers and talk to sellers. And so I want to stay kind of in a in a sweet spot that I'm in because selfishly, I enjoy that. Like, I don't, I didn't get into this to run a, a huge company i got into this to build wealth for my family teach other people help other people and i'm getting to do that so i'm not your grant cardone i'm about to 10x this business like i'm not that guy 
Um, and there's nothing wrong with being that guy if that's I what you want Grant to do. Cardone, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing wrong with being that guy if that's what you want to do. Like that's the cool part about real estate is like I've got 80 doors and you don't even have to do that. Like you can you can change your financial future for your family tree with a handful of properties. So you just like buy your first one and then figure out how big you want to go and based on your on your wise like I so yeah, uh, 10, 15 doors a year, flip about 10, 15 houses a year. I'll probably keep those goals until God or my wife tells me to stop. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And this, like the, the, I know you've got coaching students, you know, I've got a coaching program. I know one of my favorite things about helping other people in the business is like getting to, to help them have the clarity that you have earlier in their business. Yeah. Right. I, I, I just started buying when I realized the bank was going to say yes. <laughs> you were like, oh, I, did, I thought that real estate was for certain types of people. I was like, yeah, for me, I was like, when, when I realized he, he was going to say yes again, I was like, full speed ahead. Yeah. Um, and so, of course, I, I, I am that CEO, right? I have that business. But sometimes I think about, okay, how can I make sure my students have the clarity of saying, is this what you want or is this what you want? Right. You have that clarity, right? And you get to share it with other people. Um, Henry, how can people connect with you um, outside of this? I know you're accessible. I love it how, how you're accessible. I'm not sure if you're like that for everybody, but I'd like to think <laughs> me. Um, but if people want to contact you or get in touch with you, participate in other um, stuff that you have going on, how can they do that? Yeah, best place to get a hold of me is to... Um reach me on Instagram at the Henry Washington on Instagram. Uh, I've got a content manager who helps me kind of sort through all those things. So if you DM me the word deal, typically she'll get back to you with a message. Um, and I have a website, henrywashington.com, but it's really it, man. I'm a, uh, you know, hit me, hit me on the gram. Hit, hit him on the gram. Like I am right now. I'm, I'm <laughs> I'm I'm uh I'm DMing him the word deal right now <laughs> after I get off with him I want him to call me right back. So, <laughs> <laughs> but Henry man, I know this has blessed a lot of people. I'm so thankful that you took the time to do this. Uh thankful to to be able to connect with you, hopeful to continue to develop our relationship. Let's keep our businesses growing, man. Let's keep the impact on the community mm-hmm. happening yeah, that man. that you mentioned today. Um yep. I would really like the the that idea that you know, we're impacting the community through this business. Um, Absolutely. And uh, man, thanks so much for taking the time to do this. Hey, yep. folks, if you want to get more um, involved, if you want to be a real estate investor, it's time, right? This is the beginning of the year. You're watching this podcast towards the beginning of 2023 or later on. Um, you should be reaching out to me if you think I can help you, if you think Henry can help you. Uh, DM him the word deal at the Henry Washington. Uh, on Instagram. Don't just look at it, folks. Grab the map.